It's a spooky Halloween edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 325, Cat and Mouse in Partnership by the Brothers Grimm. And I'm Justin Mollick. It's Halloween today. Happy Halloween if you're into it. If not, well, hang in there. It's almost over. I decided to spice up this episode and do something a little different. It's pretty rare. Like Maybe 1% of my episodes are strange or not totally about life optimization. And this is one of those episodes. Thought it'd be fun. If you're new here, normally I read blogs to you with author permission, and I have some of the best personal development bloggers out there. But since it's Halloween, I'll be reading one of the fairy tales by the Brothers Grimm, and most likely one you haven't heard before. I thought about doing Little Red Riding Hood or Hansel and Gretel, but might as well share something you're less likely to have heard a hundred times already. And before we get into it, I'll mention this at the end of the show also, but don't forget that I give away a book to a random person on my email list on the very first of every month, and that's tomorrow. So you need to be on my mailing list by tonight if you want to be part of that. Just come by oldpodcast.com to join. It's totally free and you get some free spreadsheets from me to optimize your life. All right, with that, let's get this uh, not too scary story read to you and sort of optimize your life. Cat and Mouse in Partnership, a fairy tale from the Brothers Grimm. A certain cat had made the acquaintance of a mouse and had said so much to her about the great love and friendship she felt for her that at length the mouse agreed that they should live and keep house together. But we must make a provision for winter or else we shall suffer from hunger, said the cat, and you little mouse cannot venture everywhere or you'll be caught in a trap some day. The good advice was followed and a pot of fat was bought, but they did not know where to put it. At length, after much consideration, the cat said, I know no place where it will be better stored up than in the church, for no one dares take anything away from there. We will set it beneath the altar and not touch it until we are really in need of it. So the pot was placed in safety, but it was not long before the cat had a great yearning for it and said to the mouse, I want to tell you something, little mouse. My cousin has brought a little son into the world and has asked me to be godmother. He is white with brown spots and I am to hold him over the font at the christening. Let me go out today and you look after the house by yourself. Yes, yes, answered the mouse, by all means go, and if you get anything very good to eat, think of me. I should like a drop of sweet red christening wine myself. All this, however, was untrue. The cat had no cousin, and had not been asked to be godmother. She went straight to the church, stole to the pot of fat, began to lick at it, and licked the top of the fat off. Then she took a walk upon the roofs of the town, looked for opportunities, and then stretched herself in the sun, and licked her lips whenever she thought of the pot of fat, and not until it was evening did she return home. Well, here you are again, said the mouse. No doubt you have had a merry day. All went off well, answered the cat. What name did they give the child? Top off, said the cat quite coolly. Top off, cried the mouse. That is a very odd and uncommon name. Is it a usual one in your family? What does that matter, said the cat. It is no worse than crumb stealer, as your godchildren are called. Before long, the cat was seized by another fit of yearning. She said to the mouse, You must do me a favor and once more manage the house for a day alone. I am again asked to be godmother, and as the child has a white ring round its neck, I cannot refuse. The good mouse consented, but the cat crept behind the town halls to the church and devoured half the pot of fat. Nothing ever seems so good as what one keeps to oneself, said she, and was quite satisfied with her day's work. When she went home, the mouse inquired, And what was the child's christened? Half done, answered the cat. Half done? What are you saying? I never heard the name of my life. I'll wager anything it is not in the calendar. The cat's mouth soon began to water for some more licking. All good things go in threes, said she. I am asked to stand godmother again. 
The child is quite black, only it has white paws, but without exception, it has not a single white hair on its whole body. This only happens once every few years. You will let me go, won't you? Top off, half done, answered the mouse. They are such odd names. They make me very thoughtful. You sit at home, said the cat, in your dark gray fur coat and long tail and are filled with fancies. That's because you do not go out in the daytime. During the cat's absence, the mouse cleaned the house and put it in order, but the greedy cat entirely emptied the pot of fat. When everything is eaten up, one has some peace, said she to herself, and well-filled and fat, she did not return home till night. The mouse at once asked what name had been given to the third child. It will not please you more than the others, said the cat. He is called All Gone. All Gone, cried the mouse, that is the most suspicious name of all. I have never seen it in print. All Gone? What can that mean? and she shook her head, curled herself up, and lay down asleep. From this time forth, no one invited the cat to be godmother, but when the winter had come and there was no longer anything to be found outside, the mouse thought of their provision and said, Come, cat, we will go to our pot of fat which we have stored up for ourselves. We shall enjoy that. Yes, answered the cat. You will enjoy it as much as you would enjoy sticking that dainty tongue of yours out of the window. They set out on their way, but when they arrived, the pot of fat certainly was still in its place, but it was empty. Alas, said the mouse, now I see what has happened. Now it comes to light. You are a true friend. You have devoured all when you were standing godmother. First top off, then half done, then will you hold your tongue, cried the cat. One more word, and I will eat you too. All gone was already on the poor mouse's lips. Scarcely had she spoken it before the cat sprang on her, seized her, and swallowed her down. Verily, that is the way of the world. You just listened to Cat and Mouse in Partnership, one of the fairy tales from The Brothers Grimm. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the GoHenry app. And with their GoHenry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com slash old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month, unless canceled. I bet you didn't see that ending coming. Well, maybe you did since it is the Brothers Grimm, but I don't know, it caught me by surprise, that's for sure. I can't say that story will optimize your life, except maybe to rethink who you form partnerships with. And Lee, if you're listening, don't pay attention. By the way, Lee is my behind-the-scenes business partner. We met in business school in 2008 and worked together pretty much since then. And you might be hearing from him in the future, actually. And if you enjoy stories like these, let me know. I likely won't read them here on the podcast, at least very often. But I can consider recording more and making that a bonus for people who contribute to the show or something along those lines. Just get in touch with me at oldpodcast.com. And while you're there, like I mentioned at the top of the show... Tonight is your last chance to be on my mailing list to be entered into a drawing to win the book Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life by The Minimalist. A lucky winner will be chosen at midnight tonight and I'll hand pack and mail the book to you if you're the winner. But you need to be on my mailing list by midnight. So to join, there's a super quick way. You can just text the word OPTIMAL 
to the number 44222, or you can visit oldpodcast.com and enter your email address there. Either way works. You'll also get a few spreadsheets from me that will help you optimize your life totally free, and it's a great way to show your support. Once again, visit oldpodcast.com and enter your email address there, or text the word OPTIMAL to the number 44222. And that's it for the Halloween episode. I'll be back to the usual optimizing of our lives tomorrow. So stay tuned for a more normal episode there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.